Okay, let us talk to you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Cheap Pop Wrestling Podcast. We are your host, John, Ken, and Dakota. We're here with a raw recap and a brand new top ten. Just remember, we're three middle-aged men complaining about wrestling. With that being said, John, won't you get us started? If you don't like what we like, we don't give a fuck. Anyways, on with the top ten. Uh, to start us off, at number ten, we had the five-minute, not-so-five-minute challenge with Chad Gable and Gunther. Uh, Gable making the entire five-minute challenge without being pinned. And then Gunther added more time, and this ended up being a complete banger of a match with Gunther getting the win. Yes. Okay, go ahead and take us off for number nine. Number nine. L.A. Knight versus the Seamus Botch. If you uh, did not see that, that was a doozy. Broke hearts a little bit, but, you know, the stuff happens, okay? The stuff happens. <laughs> Dakota, why don't you take us away with Never Late number eight? Never late number eight. Just remember to wear that latex before you get that latex saying that I'm latex. Anyway. Oh, number seven. Eight. eight. You done fucked me up. Number eight. Uh, we had women. the women finally getting a main event match on Dynamite after, uh, I don't know what you'd call it on Twitter, but uh, we called it fucking hilarious. Uh, you had Tony Storm defending her title against Hikaru Shida with Tony Storm losing clean for the record. And what was honestly a very good main event match. And we now have arguably the greatest AEW women's champion back with the title. John, give us number seven. Next, we had MJF and Adam Cole contract signing for the main event. They hinted, or they kept pending towards a turn here. Uh, the crowd was getting basically forced Adam Cole to sign the contract, and he didn't even read it. He just signed off on it. So, could be anything. Not really sure. But <laughs> on to number six, can't take it away. Number six, gentlemen, we have Rob Van Dam returning for the 200 episode of AEW. Had a little uh, call out from somebody and. RVD came out and even came out to the old Pantera entrance. My God. It was beautiful. Uh, with that being said, Dakota, take us away with number five. Number five on Collision, we have Samoa Joe just absolutely squashing Snake Mask because I can't pronounce that name. Uh, and then just delivering a promo, pretty much calling out Punk for uh, All In at Wembley. It was probably one of Joe's best promos, and anything with Samoa Joe is always good. I will always be a fanboy about it. I don't give a fuck. Uh, John, give us number four. Number four, the one that everybody's probably going to tell us should be number one, but we don't care. This is our podcast. Uh, Jay Uso getting turned on by his own brother, Jimmy. Took me a little bit to figure out why this even happened, but you had to go to look at a promo that was like a couple weeks ago. It's kind of like one of those Marvel movies we have to get on YouTube to get a get an understanding of what the hell's going on. But yeah, this would have been higher. But this is our podcast. Go fuck yourselves. But to number three, Ken. John, that was a beautiful transition to number three. I'm just gonna go ahead and say EOS guys cash in. At the end of the triple threat at SummerSlam. 
loved it. We knew it was coming, and we still loved it. Congrats to EO and Damage Control. Let's see what kind of championship run she can put together. Dakota, take us away with number two. Can I see your number three? And I raise you a Cody Rhodes-Brock Lesnar post-match little segment where Brock allegedly goes off script, shakes his hand. We've never seen Brock do anything like that. And then Cody having his little moment with his mom and then the absolute sweater puppies behind his mother that we all got (laughs) to see. <laughs> that is that is the only reason I thought number two, but you know we're not gonna talk about it. Uh, and two John, the set that was behind the mom. Anyway, just loved it, loved every bit of it. Jerry Lawler had a stroke somewhere watching it. Uh, John, send us home. Number one, number one, you guessed it, was L.A. Knight winning the Slim Jim Battle Royal. Triple H and the yeah. fighters have finally woken up. Giving this man the attention he deserves, and it's about damn time. Yeah. Uh, all the players in this match towards the end made this so much better. Uh, Bronson Reed getting thrown out just just tickled a soft spot on all of our heads. But yeah, LA Knight finally getting his due. Uh, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and transition into the Raw recap. Go ahead and get us started on that. Uh, Raw kicked off with Cody Rhodes giving one of his what do you want to talk about speeches. uh, Acknowledging what uh, the Brock Lesnar segment we just got done talking about. And then getting interrupted by Seth Rollins. And we thought we were going to get a uh, championship match here. And then the Judgment Day ruined it for us all. What's your guys' thoughts on that? Um, I liked it. I don't think I'm ready for another Seth and Cody run at this time. I think I'd rather see um, Cody go for the WWE title again. But you can't deny the chemistry that Seth and Cody have together. So. With that being said, I'm going to have to say that I'm, I'm for it, but just not at this moment. All right. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong about that. Whenever they're together, it is magical. Uh, it was a good segment overall. I am curious to see what Cody's next little feud's about to be. Hopefully it's, hopefully it's not something fucking dumb, but it probably will be. Uh, next, we had the announcement of the Fatal 4-Way for the uh, shot the Intercontinental title. We had Riddle, Chad Gable, Ricochet, and Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, soon after, we had the match of the four of them with a crazy spot with all four of them on the turnbuckle and Chad Gable throwing them all off. Amazing to see. And uh, eventually with Chad Gable uh, hitting his, uh, I don't even know what you want to call it, duplex. Chaos Chaos Theory. theory. Yep, Chaos Theory. And picking up the win. And then him uh, going out into the crowd, finding his kid and running around with his kid around the ring. 
Good stuff. Good stuff. What's your all thoughts on it? I go ahead. Got, go ahead. I just got a few words about this whole segment. Oh, thank you. It's about time Gable gets some sort of fucking acknowledgement for all of this. Yeah, I'm I'm 100% in agreement on that. That was finally we've been waiting on it. It finally happened, and I couldn't be more excited. Um, you know, I think we all kind of talked about Chad the other the other day. You know, and what our hopes were, but honestly, I'm not gonna be so be upset if he's the one that dethrones uh, Gunther. Yeah, uh, I I don't I don't think he's gonna be the one to do it. I think they're dead set on breaking records right now. I wish he would, but I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. Well, when know, the match was again? Is it for it's, next week or the next? I think it's next week on Raw. So if it's the next live event, he may break Honky Tonk Man's record by then. He, he was close to it last time we looked it up. Yeah, he's, he's about a month away, so... May not want to get your hopes up too high. Just stay hopeful on that one. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep them high, and when it happens, I'm gonna refer back to this podcast and tell both of y'all to suck it. Fair enough. Oh, I'll suck you all. I'll suck you all with both hands. Jesus. All right. Uh, speaking of awkward segments, there was one in the back uh, soon after this match with uh, Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins with uh, Sami Zayn trying to play peacemaker. Classic. WWE, can these two guys coexist? Angle they're running with. Uh, yeah. What are your guys' thoughts on that one? Yeah, I found something else for Sammy to do. Yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> it's just kind of keeping Sammy there, not doing too much. Uh, apparently, Sammy is also legitimately injured with something in his elbow. So, He's Did you for- see his elbow? He's got bursitis. uh, He he can still wrestle with it. It's just very, really, really painful. There was a knot on that dude's elbow. You know what else is really painful? Anything with Bronson Reed. (laughs) We'll get there. We're getting there. Uh, Next, we had the segment of The Miz walking around backstage, getting ready to get his picture taken, I guess. And then him being told to wait. Then the camera pans over, and you see the goat himself, L.A. Knight. I don't feel like I got to see that part or not. It was kind of quick. Oh, we did. <laughs> and it was beautiful. Just chef's kiss. Yep. Uh, next, we had one of the kind of awkward segments again with uh, Ludwig Kaiser uh, trying to hit on Maxine Dupree and then Otis stepping in. And then. Uh, Setting up a match for later on in the night, but those two. Uh, yeah, I had any thoughts on that one? Not mad at it, but I don't know. It's kind of a weird dynamic, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was one of them you're watching, you're like, all right, shoot or shoot. And then he just kept speaking, you're like, okay, this is kind of awkward. Yeah, that's kind of what I got to as well. I did not get to see it. I had to watch the Hulu version of Raw, so I missed out on about three or four segments. I looked up what those segments were. I'm not entirely mad. I missed them. Uh, next, we had the Zoe Stark, Shayna Baszler, and Becky Lynch 
Uh, I guess you can call it a promo. It's kind of hard to watch, but yeah. What y'all's thoughts on this one? I, I don't even know, bro, honestly. Um, not great, not terrible, kind of in the middle for me, but. Yeah, well, we'll bring that up later on our on another new segment we've we've got going on. But yeah, uh, next we had another backstage segment. There was quite a few of these on Raw. It was more of a talking show. But we had the Judgment Day again, starting looking like Finn Balor and Damian Priest were have a feud. Are going to have a feud? Uh, Rhea Ripley stepping in the middle. And then J.D. McDonough finally gets to speak, saying how that contract's getting in the way of all of them. Money He's going to be the newest member. I, I don't know. I think that he might be the reason this whole group split. Do you? Yeah. Mm. Wouldn't make sense, I guess. Like the way they were setting it up. Priest didn't seem to like his input and asked what he's even doing there and whatever. And Rhea was like, he's just an outsider. We'll we'll talk about it later or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't think he'll ever be a part of Judgment Day. Dakota, you got any thoughts on it? I see uh McDonough aligning himself with Balor once as the group starts to eventually fall apart. We know it's coming, we just don't know when, when it all fall, falls apart. Yeah. And it'll be one side you'll have Dom and Priest, the other side you'll have Valor and JD. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay, okay. okay. I like it, I like it, but... Or plot twist, they pull what they did with Edge and McDonough kicks Valor uh, out. Uh, next, we had a match with uh, Zoe Stark and Shayna Baszler with Becky Lynch having to eliminate a ringside. Y'all we got to see Triple H's, uh, or whenever Triple H was asked about why that why uh, Becky Lynch's and Trish Stratus' match was cut, he said something about lemons and lemonade, so this was a little bit of a shot. I didn't hear that part. Yeah. And then Becky taking a big drink of the lemonade and spitting it out like Triple H. So, a lot of shots. I ain't mad at it. Nope. Good honor. Fuck your shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, the, the match itself wasn't that bad either. Both of them, both Shayna and uh, Zoe Stark can work pretty well. Uh, they did look good. Go ahead. Uh, they did look good. I mean, it was, it was a good match. Yeah. Uh, next, we had another backstage segment: JD McDonough jumping Sami Zayn. Uh, you really got to see the big bruise uh, on Sami's arm or his elbow. Uh, I don't know if y'all remember this, but John Cena had one that was pretty bad a few years ago. Yeah, I do remember that. I also remember Cena getting his nose shattered from a go to sleep. So, <laughs> yeah. All the same. Such good shit. 
Oh gosh. But but you know. Yeah. We'll see how it plays out. Next we had the match of uh Otis and Ludwig Kaiser. This one got cut short. Uh, Otis got jumped by uh, Imperium. And Gable came out to try to save his buddy, and by then they all got out of the ring left. Right, any thoughts on that one? I I really think that we're going to get a pissed off Chad Gable, mm-hmm. which is the first time. And I think you all are going to be surprised when Chad Gable's hands gets raised. And I can't wait. I'm, I'm hoping you're right, but we'll see. We're about to see the emergence of Perk Gable. <laughs> yes. It's going to be glorious. It's going to happen. Next, we had Perk. the uh, best segment of Raw. We had The Miz, LA Knight, and promo. I'll let, I'll let you guys cover this one. No, buddy, you cover this one, okay? We, we've been talking a lot tonight. Won't you cover it? Yeah, I mean, I've been talking to this whole thing. Y'all, y'all go ahead. Where do we? Me and Ken have said, "What do we? Where do we ever do?" You can. Where do we cover this one? <laughs> Will we? All right. Well, no. if you haven't checked us out on TikTok, we've posted this video, almost the entire entirety of the promo. Much as beautiful. Let us. Beautiful. It's perfect. But. Yeah, if you missed it, it's on there. Uh, the Miz so, starts off with bringing up the. Uh, my bad, I didn't mean to catch you off there. But uh, are you fine? Uh, the Miz started off with basically bringing up the whole Benoit situation, him getting kicked out of the locker room. And LA Knight said, uh, "Okay, so you're going to be personal." And then went through the little bit of his backstory. Didn't go into too much detail. Kind of wish he did. Of how he wasn't going to take any shit. And that's why he didn't get called to WWE the first time. And you got pissed off Miz going in for a few or for a couple of minutes. But after pissed off Miz uh, settled down for a second, you could hear the crowd starting to, like, a couple people starting to chant for the Miz. And then when I said, look, you. Yeah, look, you finally gained a couple. <laughs> Good on you. Yeah, I think honestly, I thought this whole segment was geared to see if LA Knight could go pound round for round with the Miz, who is one of the best on the mic. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're you're not gonna out promo the Miz. You're not gonna out promo John Cena. But if you can hang with them, then then you've then you've passed. And I think I think you've done what you're supposed to do. Yeah, I think this was his litmus test. I just hope this is more than just this one-off thing. If if we got to do something before LA Knight holds the title, let him run with the Miz for a couple months. It's going to be entertaining just all the way around. It makes the most sense. Yeah. Honestly. I'm glad they brought him to Raw because there was no way he was going to get this kind of airtime on the other show. with Not on General Bloodline. Yeah, not with the Blood Ashians. No, I definitely agree with you on that. And like I said, this is this is gonna be the best way to get LA Knight moving heavily is getting feuding with the Miz. 
Uh, next we had the return of the new day. Not gonna lie, uh, when I heard that when I heard the start of it, I thought Big E was gonna come out with them, but glad they're back a, regardless. I'm glad they're back too, but I'm with you, man. Like I'd much rather that been a Big E return versus Kofi, but return to return. Glad Kofi's back. He's a staple of the company, so I'll take it. Right. Uh, they faced the Viking Raiders. Pretty sure do they won this match. I might have to go back and look. They did. You would be right. Yeah. Uh, y'all got any thoughts on that? No, like I said, man, I'm glad Kofi's mm-hmm. back, but I'm a little disappointed because I was hoping it was going to be Big E. Uh, yeah, so we had the six-man tag of Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, and Shinsuke Nakamura versus the Judgment Day with Cody Rhodes, Shinsuke, and Seth getting the win. Uh, while they were celebrating, though, uh, Shinsuke jumped off the turnbuckle, turned to look at Seth, gave him the Kinshasa, setting up that rivalry. And heel Shinsuke. Yeah, which is honestly best version of Shinsuke. Outside of that AJ Styles feud. (laughs) Good pace in the match. A lot of good moves. Um, I like that they're not really making Dominic like too much of the weak horse on it. He's kind of competing in there with him. Um, So I'm I'm definitely a fan of that. Um, You know, Seth, you know, suicide dives out to the the edge are always great. Kind of going back to the beginning, though, Seth's uh, big yellow croc boots are probably one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Sammy getting hurt and Shinsuke stepping in, man, like it it flowed. Shinsuke was kind of a weird addition when they first announced it. I was kind of like, why would they do that? But then, of course, the end set it up. But like I said, man, that's one of the better main events we've had on Raw in the last couple of weeks. So I'm definitely here for it. Right. Cody, you got anything? I'm just glad to see Shinsuke back in towards the upper side of the card. The man's an excellent talent. Hopefully, hopefully we finally get a world title on him and we do something better than hitting Seth in the balls for like three months in a row like they did AJ Styles and Shinsuke. Something different. But... Uh, our last segment of the show was something new. The good, the bad, and the ugly of Raw. Ken, give us the good news. The good, man, was definitely the promo between LA Knight and The Miz. Like we said earlier, those two are just golden on the mic. You know, you had Miz reference him to him being the Attitude Era throwback, and then, you know... LA Knight pretty much going jab or jab with him and telling him that the reason that Rawl chose him is because he's safe um, and that he doesn't bow down like the Miz did. Um, that back and forth was good. I think this is going to be a great rivalry moving forward. I'm glad to see the Miz back in something. Um, he is an excellent worker, man, and LA Knight's hottest moving superstar right now. And them going back and forth, man, that, that promo was 
Just beautiful. Dakota, give us the bad. Uh, the bad was that fat fuck Bronson Reed had to come across my goddamn screen. <laughs> this stupid, useless motherfucker. I, I don't understand why he is being pushed so hard for no fucking reason. Like, I, he, he's built like a slightly mobile refrigerator. Sells <laughs> about as good as one, too. Uh, I mean, you guys aren't wrong. <laughs> he can't sell for shit. I think that's the thing that drives me the most crazy, though, is that he cannot sell for anything. Yep. Can't the, the, the selling is can't sell, can barely fucking move. Yeah, uh, looks winded when he gets in the fucking ring. His selling of punches just triggers the shit out of me every time I see it. <laughs> I think the most triggering match I'll ever see in my life if they do this is Shane McMahon versus fucking Bronson Reed. Just having to watch Bronson Reed try to sell Shane McMahon's shitty punches. Gonna be great. I might. I might actually have a fucking stroke if I see that. And now that I mentioned it, fucking Perk McMahon's about to call in some shit and be like, you book my son in that fat fuck now. It'll be such good shit. Almost as a special referee. <laughs> imagine if they if we get a Cody Rose versus a Bronson Reed and he does that that little tribute to Dusty, the winding up punch thing, and then Bronson just no-sells it. I will... I'm going to go burn down New Zealand. <laughs> Just a collective side kill me. John, won't you give us the ugly? Uh, so, the promo with Zoe Stark, Shayna Baszler, and Becky Lynch. This was... It was kind of a tough watch. I don't know what it is about Becky Lynch now, but none of her promos seem to land anymore. It's like I've been saying that. It's just like she's going through the motions now. You don't really feel it anymore. It's like I don't know. It's it's bad enough that like Zoe Stark seemed just a little bit better than Becky during this. But it's even worse when Shayna Baszler comes in and makes them both look bad. Nothing against Shayna Baszler, but she's not really known as a talker. And showed them both up. Yeah. Well, then you had that little backstage segment between Shayna and Becky as well. You know, Shayna pretty much calling out Becky since she's coming for her next, so. It just seems like Becky's just not at it anymore. Yeah. And it's it's getting a little hard to watch her do anything. Like, even her match quality has actually gone down as well. Yeah, for being, in my opinion, the Best woman's wrestler, maybe ever. They say arguably ever, easy top five ever. It's it's I don't know it I don't I don't know if it's just because she's not in the title scene and she's getting frustrated. She's not getting the Charlotte Flair treatment, which honestly I'd rather have her beginning the 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 Hulk Hogan automatically in the main event treatment over Charlotte. But it is what it is. But. Yeah, like like we've been saying, it just feels like she's not into it at all. But uh, I think I think she's ready to be out of this feud with Trish. Honestly, <clears throat> yeah. For yeah. Other, 
another one for being one of the best ever. She can't really cut that great of a promo either. Trish Stratus. It's a little rough sometimes. But Yeah. For we'll sure. Go, we'll go ahead and give our show grades. Uh Ken, what's your grade for the show? I'm gonna give it a B plus. Um what adds and flows, good promo work. Um a couple surprise matches. Um so I'm gonna give it a B plus. I liked it. Dakota. I'm gonna give it a B. Uh like Ken said, some good promo work. The matches, most of them were actually pretty good. Uh the Gable win is kind of what really helps bump it up for me. Nobody expected that. It's good to see it happen. But overall don't have a lot of complaints besides that fat book. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna give it an A minus. Uh if the worst segment or if the worst two parts of it are Bronson Reed and Shinsuke and then a, a Becky Lynch not have being wholeheartedly into it promo. Not a bad show. Been a lot worse here recently. So yeah, I'm gonna give it an A minus. This is there's a couple segments of this. It felt like a pay-per-view show, especially the main event, and then seeing LA Knight and the Miz go at it. But yeah. Uh, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. So, uh, with all that being said, uh, make sure you follow us on all our, so- all our social medias. Uh, Cheap Pop Wrestling Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and on TikTok at Pop This Potty for the Cheap. And on Facebook under the TNJ Sports Podcast. Uh, Ken had to sign off a little early. A little busy at work. But, uh, this is like a fat kid in dodgeball. So, signing out. Normally you hear Kim before me, but he had to go because of work. So before we go, just a reminder to all the dads that listen out here, you're still a better dad than Chris Benoit. And this is Dakota signing out. <laughs>